from the 420 SF studio, you are listening to the Sloppy Pod Podcast, the leader in the unpolished podcast coming to you from the great Pacific Northwest in Lakewood, Washington. How you doing, folks? Hope everyone is staying safe out there. It's, uh, it's better to come together than to fall apart. You know what I'm talking about? So let's see what's in store for episode 107. Well, I will share my everyday minutiae. I got you a message from Arnold Schwarzenegger to the Russian people. Also, uh, I have the top 10 redneck cities in Washington State. Then I'll share a story of a date gone wrong in Shelton. Uh, I'll share stories of uh, salvation. And sadly, the breaking news of uh, the death of Taylor Hawkins, news of the weird, and possibly much more. So please stay right there, and we'll be right back. Well, hey there, hello, and welcome to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode 107. Yeah, that's 107 to you and me. It's uh, Friday, the 25th, or it could be Saturday. You know, you know the drill. Well, again, today may or may may not be the release date, but we will, uh, you know, we're going to return to a fixed schedule very soon, okay? As that is the conventional way of doing things, you know. Uh, well, as I explained early on, my ADHD kind of uh, runs my life, and I am—I'm uh, still getting caught up in the uh, many minutia of everyday life. You know, just the rabbit holes, <laughs> the rabbit holes, and the. Just everything. Um, it, you know, just to get out of bed in the morning and to, to do things. You know, everyone tells me, make a list. Make a list. And then, then that way you know exactly what to do. Ba, 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 ba. And I do make a list. But my issue is I, for, I forget either A, where I put the list, or B, to even look at the list. I kid you not, man. It's, um, it's, <laughs> it's, I don't know what it is, really. Uh, you know, but anyway, so for this, I take Stratera, um, you know, uh, the, the ADHD medication. And the prescription uh, has weakened due to the fact that, of course, my body has uh, been acclimated to that dosage. So I think it's time to take it up a notch. You know, you know what I'm saying. Well then, I guess it's time to take it up a notch. Anyway, here we are another day, another dollar, as uh, or or as Vladimir or uh, Vladdy, as I now call him, he digs it. Uh, what does he say? Another day, another. $0.0094. I had to look that up. But yeah, that's... Uh, uh, that is what the uh, ruble is uh, down to. It's down to virtually nothing. So I guess you could say the ruble is rubble, as in Barney. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Okay, so here we have a message from your friend from the governor of California... On Schwarzenegger. 
Uh, anyway, he is uh, making an impassioned plea to the Russian people and to the Russian president. Uh, you know, he's doing his thing. Um, apparently, he's big over there. So, you know, maybe Putin will listen to the uh, Terminator. But uh, anyway, so here's that. Hello, everybody. And thank you for sharing your time with me. I'm sending this message through various different channels to reach my dear Russian friends and the Russian soldiers serving in Ukraine. I'm speaking to you today because there are things that are going on in the world that are being kept from you. Terrible things that you should know about. Now, the reason why I'm telling you all of these things is that ever since I was 14 years old, I've had nothing but affections and respect for the people of Russia. The strength and the heart of the Russian people have always inspired me. And that is why I hope that you will let me tell you the truth about the war in Ukraine and what is happening there. No one likes to hear something critical of the government. I understand that. But as a longtime friend of the Russian people, I hope that you will hear what I have to say. And may I remind you that I speak with the same heartfelt concern as I spoke to the American people when there was an attempted insurrection on January 6th last year, when a wild crowd was storming the U.S. Capitol, trying to overthrow our government. You see, there are moments like this that are so wrong, and then we have to speak up. And it's exactly the same with your government. I know that your government has told you that this is a war to denazify Ukraine. <laughs> denazify Ukraine? This is not true. Ukraine is a country with a Jewish president, a Jewish president, I might add, whose father's three brothers were all murdered by the Nazis. You see, Ukraine did not start this war. Neither did nationalists or Nazis. Those in power in the Kremlin started this war. This is not the Russian people's war. No. As a matter of fact, let me tell you, what you should know is that the 141 nations at the UN voted that Russia was the aggressor and called for it to remove its troops immediately. Only four countries in the entire world voted with Russia. That is a fact. See, the world has turned against Russia because of its actions in Ukraine. Whole city blocks have been flattened by Russian artillery and bombs, including a children's hospital and a maternity hospital. Three million Ukrainian refugees, mainly women, children, and elderly, fled their country. And many more are trying to seek to get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. It is a humanitarian crisis. Because of its brutality, Russia is now isolated from the society of nations. You're also not being told the truth about the consequences of this war on Russia itself. I regret to tell you that thousands of Russian soldiers that have been killed. They have been caught between Ukrainians fighting for their homeland and the Russian leadership fighting for conquest. Massive amounts of Russian equipment have been destroyed or abandoned. The destruction that Russian bombs are raining down upon innocent civilians has so outraged the world that the strongest global economic sanctions ever taken have been imposed on your country. Those who don't deserve it on both sides of the war will suffer. The Russian government has lied not only to the citizens, but to its soldiers. 
Some of the soldiers were told they were going to fight Nazis. Some were told that the Ukrainian people would greet them like heroes. And some were told that they were simply going on exercise. They didn't even know that they were going into war. And some were told that they were there to protect ethnic Russians in Ukraine. None of this is true. The fact is that Russian soldiers have faced fierce resistance from the Ukrainians who want to protect their families and their country. When I see babies being pulled out of ruins, I think that I'm watching a documentary about the horrors of the Second World War, not the news of the day. Now let me tell you, when my father arrived in Leningrad, he was all pumped up. I'm Hans. I'm Dan Franz. And we want to pump you up. On the lies of his government. And when he left Leningrad, he was broken, physically and mentally. He lived the rest of his life in pain. Pain from a broken back, pain from the shrapnel that always reminded him of these terrible years, and pain from the guilt that he felt. To the Russian soldiers listening to this broadcast, you already know much of the truth that I've been speaking. You have seen it with your own eyes. I don't want you to be broken like my father. This is not the war to defend Russia that your grandfathers or your great-grandfathers fought. This is an illegal war. Your lives, your limbs, your futures are being sacrificed for a senseless war condemned by the entire world. Now to those in power in the Kremlin, let me just ask you, why would you sacrifice those young men for your own ambitions? To the soldiers who are listening to this, remember that 11 million Russians have family connections to Ukraine. So every bullet you shoot, you shoot a brother or a sister. Every bomb or every shell that falls is falling not on an enemy, but on a school or a hospital, or a home. I know that the Russian people are not aware of such things are happening. So I urge the Russian people and the Russian soldiers in Ukraine to understand the propaganda and the disinformation that you are being told. I ask you to help me spread the truth. Let your fellow Russians know the human catastrophe that is happening in Ukraine. And to President Putin, I say, you started this war. You are leading this war. You can stop this war. Now, let me close with a message to all of the Russians who have been protesting on the streets against the invasion of Ukraine. The world has seen your bravery. We know that you have suffered the consequences of your courage. You have been arrested, you have been jailed, and you have been beaten. You are my new heroes. You have the strength of Yuri Petrovich Vlasov. You have the true heart of Russia. My dear Russian friends, may God bless you all. All right, folks. Got some real, real sad news. Uh, for those of you that haven't heard, Taylor Hawkins, the uh, longtime drummer for Foo Fighters, has died died in Colombia while the band was on a South American tour. Dude, he was only 50 years old. Man, oh man, that is such a loss. 
Uh, the band announced his death on Friday on social media, but few details were released, and it remains unclear when and where he died. Uh, quote, the Foo Fighters family is devastated by the tragic and untimely uh, loss of our beloved Taylor Hawkins. Uh, his musical spirit and infectious laughter will live on with all of us forever. Uh, this coming from a statement posted on Twitter. Ugh, man, it's hard to, hard to even imagine. Uh, local newspaper El Tiempo says a preliminary police report claims that the people close to Hawkins said that the uh, death... This is really hard to swallow here. The death could be associated with the consumption of narcotic substances. Uh, the newspaper also says Hawkins asked for help after feeling chest pains and a hotel staff immediately called uh, EMS. Once the ambulance arrived, uh, Hawkins had already died. Oh, man. Uh, Hawkins, who suffered an overdose in 20, uh, 2001, uh, left him in a coma for two weeks and openly talked about his drug use, saying, quote, I used to do a lot of fucking drugs, he said in an interview last year. Um, man. I just, I, I can't even fathom what Dave Grohl is uh, thinking and feeling. And um, Hawkins joined Foo Fighters in 1997 after playing with Alanis Morissette and went on to become the uh, band's mo blah, most recognizable member of the uh, after frontman Dave Grohl. Uh, in 2021, uh, in a 2021 memoir, uh, Grohl said Hawkins was his best friend and quote, a man for whom I would take a bullet. <sighs> man. Uh, man, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty hardcore, man. Uh, yeah, the, the the song that he's uh, talking about is uh, oh, what was it? On the mend, and uh, I'll play a little bit of that right now. New information is starting to surface about the death of Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins, who passed away last night in Columbia. The band was scheduled to perform just one hour later at the Asterio picnic when the announcement was made to the crowd that Taylor Hawkins had passed away. The Foo Fighters were on tour in South America and local Columbia reporting has confirmed that Taylor Hawkins was at his hotel room when some sort of a medical event occurred a call was made to medical professionals requesting assistance for a patient who was suffering from some sort of chest pain. And according to local officials, that is when resuscitation efforts were made and unfortunately they were not successful. Now there has been a statement released from the local authorities who are investigating the death of Taylor Hawkins, who have released the following statement online, which reads as follows. Quote, the toxicology test on urine from Taylor Hawkins' body preliminarily found 10 types of substances, including THC, tricyclic antidepressants, benzodiazepines, and opioids. The Attorney General's Office of Columbia shared Saturday in a statement translated from Spanish. The National Institute of Legal Medicine is continuing medical studies to completely clarify the cause of death for Taylor Hawkins. On Friday, an ambulance was dispatched to a hotel in the north of Bogota 
in Columbia to assist a patient believed to be Hawkins, according to a statement from the city's health secretary. The health professional who attended the emergency indicated that they performed the respective resuscitation maneuvers. However, there was no response and the patient was declared deceased. As indicated in the statement, they say they will have more in-depth information about any cause of death in the future, but you can probably reach your own conclusion from some of the information they've already chosen to reveal. They also said Columbia's National State Prosecution Service will continue with its investigation and reveal the results obtained as a part of the investigation as appropriate. Local Bogota Media El Tiempo received a statement from the Metropolitan Police of Bogota, which said in part, quote, according to those close to him, the death could be related to the consumption of narcotic substances. The cause of death has yet to be established. The music world is mourning the loss of the legendary drummer of the Foo Fighters. In Dave Grohl's 2021 book, The Storyteller, he said Hawkins was his, quote, brother from another mother, my best friend, a man for whom I would take a bullet. Back here at the 420 SF studio, folks. Uh, welcome back. Uh, I'm going to continue, but, but before I do, uh, I have got a couple of sidebars here. Um, I had mentioned that I had the top 10 uh, redneck cities in Washington State. As a matter of fact, that was on last uh, last episode 106. Go check it out. As well as the um, the Shelton woman that I bailed out on. <laughs> uh, yeah, those two segments are on 106. So, yeah, go check that out. Um, also, I had mentioned I was going to uh, play that um, the song uh, On the Mend about Taylor Hawkins. Um, well, as, as a matter of fact, I've got Dave Grohl um, talking about that song, uh, so I'm going to let that do its own talking, and then I'm going to come back with a story of salvation, okay? I don't know if Taylor knows this. There's a song on the acoustic record called On The Mend that I wrote while he was in a coma from an overdose. It's about Taylor. I've never told him it's about him. Hell no, it's my love song to a dying best friend. And I put it on the record and I thought, oh God, he probably thinks this is about him. But we have never, ever, ever even gotten close to having that conversation. I don't want to fucking talk to him about that. I want to talk to him about other shit. It's Hey, News of the Weird is being brought to you by Ansura Salsa. Remember uh, Pace Picani Sauce? You know, remember uh, how they would tell someone to get a rope? Well, they're they're no longer the the uh, the big deal. What is the big deal is Ansura Salsa. You need to go to ansurasalsa.com right now. Right now. Go check out their five amazing flavors. And then when you go to the checkout... Uh, enter promo code SLOPPYPOD, that's all uppercase, all one word. You'll get a 25% discount off your entire order, okay? So go to ansirasalsa.com right now. Go ahead and uh, submit your order. Don't forget the promo code uh, SLOPPYPOD, 
And uh, you're going to get that 25% off right off the top. And don't forget, let them know that the Sloppy Pot sent you. Later. Time now for news of the weird. Let's go. Hey, so the Roland McNutt Funeral Home in Little Rock, Arkansas, is facing a lawsuit on behalf of the Harold D. Lee of uh, Pauline, South Carolina, who was hoping to be uh, buried next to his parents at a Quitman, Arkansas cemetery after his death on Thanksgiving Day 2019. Uh, Lee's body was transferred to the Roller McNutt facility and arrangements were uh, made for his casket and funeral, KNOE TV reported. But according to the lawsuit, the uh, funeral home alerted the family this is not good. They alerted the family on December 10th uh, that they had, quote, accidentally cremated the body. Uh, Lee was extremely religious and sickly, or stickly uh, desired not to be cremated as he believed his body would be raptured following the second coming. Uh, the lawsuit stated, uh, let's see here, let me scroll down... Uh, his wife, Eunice, uh, was violently shaking in shock when she got the news. The funeral home waived the cost of the funeral and returned $5,000 after a mistake was made. Ah, oh, man, you can't undo that, can you? Oops. Uh, next one. Kristen Wiley, 49 years old, was pull pulled over by the Indian River County uh, Florida Sheriff's Office. Uh, after she after she barely missed hitting their stop vehicle on uh, March 20th, uh, smoking gun reported. When they approached the uh, the car, they saw a nine-year-old uh, son in the back uh, in the back seat crying. The officer noted that Wiley's eyes were watery and red in color, and he uh, and he smelled alcohol on her breath. So he asked uh, asked if she had been drinking. Of course, she replied, "No," but her son, her son piped up from the back seat, uh, saying, uh, "Mom, you can't lie to the police. You did drink." <laughs> Little snitch. No, I'm kidding. Uh, he told the officer that his mom had been drinking at a party and said that he was quote very scared while Kristen was operating the vehicle. Uh, let's see. Uh, breath tests recorded her alcohol content at nearly three times the uh, legal limit. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, so along with DWI, she was charged with child, child abuse. Okay. And I, you know, I've got a story of my own when it comes to uh, mom drinking, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that maybe momentarily. But anyway. Uh, the next next story here. Da, 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 da. One more. Okay. Um, when Steve Nichols and John Wynn of Indian Trail, North Carolina, uh, saw a TV news story about a dog whose oh man, whose owners abandoned him because they thought he was a gay dog, they had uh, they knew they had nothing. Wait a minute. Oh, they knew that they had to do something. Sorry about that. Uh, the couple of 33-year-olds. Wait a minute! Oh my gosh! I need to I need to lay down for a nap. The couple of 33 years. 
What? Anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, we'll just we'll just go with it. Uh, long and uh, long and short of it is, they adopted this dog after the previous owners had surrendered him for humping another male dog, which Nichols said was one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. That's just pack behavior. Uh, Nichols noted that the dog had not been neutered and was suffering from heartworm, which led him to believe that the owner apparently didn't do anything to take care of the dog. The dog's name is Oscar. Uh, let's see. And Oscar is getting the care he needs and will join the couple's other dog, Harry, at their home. Awesome. Uh, yeah, let's see. Yeah, I think we're good. I think we're good there. Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to see if this thing needs to be... Nah, I think we're good. So we're going to... Uh, oh, I told you... I told you about... Uh, that I was going to tell that story of my mom drinking. This is on McNeil Island. Um, and I don't know if my brother was in, in the car or if it was just me. I, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um... I was like maybe 10. Uh, I don't remember how old I was. Um, but anyway, so uh, she had been drinking. Uh, she came to pick us up at the boat dock. Um, and so she's coming up over a hill. And she she was, yeah, uh, out of it. She comes up over this hill and sees a tractor on the shoulder and instead of going around it, she slams on the brake. Now, dude, this is this is back in the day when you didn't you didn't wear a seatbelt, uh, and they didn't have shoulder harnesses. They had a lap belt, which is really good at cutting you in half. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so I went into the metal dashboard. Okay. Uh, major concussion, uh, and I uh, I get home and mom tells me, oh oh, uh, where where these uh, dark glasses? How come? I hadn't looked in the mirror yet, but I had two black eyes, and not to mention I was uh, I had this tremendous headache. Um, and of course, da dad gets home. Hey, why is Danny wearing uh, dark glasses at the uh, dinner table? And I take him off, and he about shit himself. Oh, man. It shit hit the fan, let's just say that. Uh, but I'm just fine. <laughs> it, it didn't rattle my cage at all. Uh, anyway, so that that's all of that. Um, we're going to go to a uh, quick break. Then we're uh, going to come back with God knows what else. Uh, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. here at the 420 SF studio and uh, you know I told you that I was gonna get this done at least by Sunday and I was I I had every intention but I I, <laughs> I fell asleep I fell asleep in my chair <laughs> so sad I stayed up till two o'clock working on this thing fine-tuning everything and I just, I closed my eyes just for a minute because they were burning. And next thing I know, it's 
and I hadn't even really gone to, well, I fell asleep in my chair, you know. So uh, anyway, here I am. We're going to wrap it up today. Um, but as I mentioned, I've got a, um, I have a, uh, a story of um, salvation of my own. Uh, but before I get to that, um, there's a couple of sidebars, if I may. What did I do with them? Oh, uh, okay. So the, um, the top ten uh, uh, redneck towns, that is in uh, episode 106, as is the date from Shelton that went bad. Those two items are on uh, episode 106. And so, yeah, so I don't have to repeat that. Um, and then uh, I mentioned that I was going to play On the Mend. And instead, I went ahead and layered it uh, uh, underneath. Well, you'll, you'll see. You'll see. Um, so I guess without further ado, uh, as they say, uh, we will get into the, uh, the story, okay? And, you know, I won't get too deep, um, but uh, I, I just feel like I need to share this because if you haven't been through it, uh, you really need to, I mean, anyway. Um, <laughs> okay, so here we go. It was uh, probably about a month prior, like February. I think it, I think it was around February 14th, 15th, you know. 1992 um you know i worked at walmart at that time oi don't don't judge me <laughs> um and so i was working in the back room stock room and this other gentleman uh older gentleman uh kept after me about hey man you know i'd like to see a church you know I, i'm i'm inviting you to to my church it's like oh okay well uh, maybe next week, okay? And this went on for a few weeks at least um, until, you know, he said, he told me, look, man, I won't ask you again. I apologize, you know. I said, no, 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 you know. I'd been putting him off, and I finally said, yeah, I will be there Sunday. So I went there. Uh, it was uh, March 15th, 1992, and, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'd been... I'd been going for maybe a week or two, and man, I'll tell you what—they they had a uh, a guest speaker, a guest pastor, I guess. Um, I just remember his nickname is Butch, you know. Um, I I have his business card somewhere, you know. Uh, but anyway, uh, he spoke that that Sunday, and uh, he was really really nice guy, you know. Uh. And so, I I was always sitting in the back pew, you know, um, you know, not to be recognized or you know, just laying low, you know. Uh, and on this particular day, I uh, I I just found myself, you know, when they did the invitation to come up front and lay it down, I you know, I'm I'm sitting in my seat and I'm like. I, I something felt different and before I knew it I stood up I walked my way down the uh, whew, I walked my way down 
um, and sat down next to, to Butch. And, uh, <laughs> wow. Um, I, I, I can't explain it. Uh, he started praying over me, um, and at that particular time, this, oh, man, the sun had just shone through. I, I can't explain it, man. But I'm looking, you know, I look up, I looked up, and uh, the sun shone right over his face, and I swear to you, man. He took on the he, he he took on the image of Christ and it just opened the floodgates, man. I just became oh my gosh. <clears throat> anyway, uh yeah, that was that was it. I mean I, I just laid it down that day. Um baptized soon after and uh, it changed my life I'm not saying that I'm perfect at all all I'm saying is if you haven't you really need to to oh man, give it up to him uh, at some point in your life because there's going to come a time <laughs> where where you're going to need him uh, whether you believe it or not, I mean, you may not believe in God, you may not believe in any of this. But what do you believe in? You know what I mean? You, you have to believe in something. You, I mean, otherwise you're just wandering this earth aimlessly, you know? Anyway, I, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, I don't pretend to be all that. I'm not a, a as they say, Bible thumper. Um, but I do believe in Christ. I believe in my God, and uh, I believe that it's it's getting close to that time. You know. Um, anyway, I'm gonna. Um, <laughs> ooh, uh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to close it out here. Um, I appreciate you listening. If you're still there. Uh, but yeah, I, I, uh, I think I'll close it out. Uh, thank you so much. And, uh, I, I will be right back with the final message. It is time to get this thing out the door, so to speak. Uh, so yeah, that's going to do it for episode 107 I am T minus 13 downloads from 4,000 uh, 4, total. Um, you know, that's not bad. You know, it's, it has slowed down, and I, I've got to rebuild this thing. i got to start sharing it more and uh, sharpen it up a little bit. You know, it is the sloppy pot. It, it is what it is. <laughs> it's, it's strictly for fun. I enjoy doing it. Um, yeah, so, uh, so we are going to do just that. We're going to wrap it up and, uh, send it out to you. Hope you enjoy it. We'll, I guess we'll talk to you next time. So, uh, we'll see you when we see ya. We'll see ya later. Peace out.